If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. Hey, Rock Thomas here. If you followed me long enough, you know that I'm the founder of M1, a mastermind group. But what does that actually mean for you? It means that there's a group of 400 high achievers out there from all over the world, walking the path to success and fulfillment in their lives together, helping each other accelerate their success through knowledge and networks, ready to help you take your life and business to greater heights. I'm really proud of the success stories and I want one of yours to be the next one. If you're serious about getting out of your own way and creating a life you're excited about, then get on a call with my team at rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call and get started today. All right. My next guest on Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life podcast is somebody who's going to talk about money. And specifically, Anthony O'Neill is a number one national bestselling author. He's a speaker He's a financial expert and the host of the popular YouTube series and podcast, The Table. He's passionate about reaching people in a real and relatable and relevant way and helping them get a clear vision for their future so they can win their life and money. I like to say win the money game. He says win their life and money. I like that as well. He went from being homeless to creating a life of financial wealth and is eager to help others do the same. And of course, rock your money, rock your life. That's what we talk about. We, we zone in on how are the different paths that people have utilized in order to get there. So he'll talk a little bit about delayed gratification. He's going to talk about saying no to something so you can say yes to things later. And one of his favorite quotes is one of my favorite quotes. It's judge not your day by the harvest, but by the seeds you plant. And essentially what it means is that if you judge your day by the actions you take versus on the results, you'll be happier because the actions you can control, the results sometimes come when they come. So let's get to my conversation with Anthony O'Neill and let's talk about some money. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I am so grateful to be on here. I'm looking forward to the conversation. I'm looking forward to diving in and, and helping your listeners uh, make some good decisions and just share a little bit about, about my life story. Yeah, well, I want to get into that. I, I want to just talk about that quote first. Is What does that mean to you, that quote? Why is that one of your favorite quotes? I, mean, I think for me, when I really come back is um, oftentimes I've, uh, I've, I've been judged before. Um, and I just believe that if we can just have a focused life and focus on ourselves and focus on loving people and focus on accomplishing your own goals, I mean, it aligns us with our purpose and with our vision. And so that's one of the main things for me. It's just really staying true to who I am, who I'm called to be, and helping others build themselves as well. Okay, beautiful. So let's talk a little bit about um, where you grew up and what that was like. And inevitably, you know, a lot of times when we become these, these uh, life-changing individuals, we had events happen in our life that impacted us. And we said, oh, I don't ever want people to feel that way or to have that experience or to, to extract the wisdom from it. So tell, walk us through a little bit uh, where you grew up and what that was like. Yeah, you know, that's such a good question, man. You know, for me, I think um, one of the key parts that I think people should really understand about my story is that I grew up with four loving parents, uh, four parents, uh, two biological parents and two step parents. 
And my biological mom and stepfather live in San Diego, California. And my biological father and stepmother live in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And I have two other siblings with my biological mom and my other father. And uh, all four of them worked together, hand in hand, to raise me. Grew up in a very strong Christian faith home. Had the conversation around, you know, how to get into heaven, how not to go to hell, how to come home if the police officers pull you over. But really no, no conversations around wealth building, no conversations around success. It was like, hey, go to college, uh, keep your credit score up uh, and get some benefits and just make sure you retire with some good, good benefit package. But nothing about, hey, here's how you build wealth. Here's how you build legacy. Um, here's what you do to start a business. Here's how you really do ownership. And so graduated high school, went straight into college, wanted the freedom, wanted the peace, wanted to be on my own, wanted to be a grown person and made some bad choices, you know, really made some some bad choices that led me to a very harsh reality at that time. You know, my second favorite quote is that the caliber of your future will be determined by the choices you make uh, today. And during that time, I actually made some bad choices uh, that cost me my college experience, that cost me my job, uh, that cost me uh, my living. And so by the age of 19, I'm homeless sleeping in the back of my car uh, because of the choices that I personally made. Can you uh, give us some I, examples? So yeah, you know, uh, man, yeah. You know, trying to please others. You know, I remember getting my very first credit card and I remember maxing it out on the ladies, <laughs> just to be real. <laughs> you know, I took a lady to Red Lobster. Pleasing others or pleasing yourself? Yeah, pleasing others, <laughs> you know. Uh, and I thought by pleasing others, I would please myself. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be real. Um, on your show, I wouldn't say nowhere else. <laughs> you know, Love but, it. you know, uh, to see her smile, I thought, cool. If my friends like me, then I thought, cool. So I racked up $15,000 in credit card debt just on food, just on purses, just on flowers, just going on vacations because I wanted to impress and look like I had something. Yeah. And because of that, it cost me so much. Um, you know, made some bad decisions by not showing up to class and doing some things that I shouldn't have been doing on college, which ended up, unfortunately, costing me my scholarship, getting me to get kicked out of school. And then because of that, because of all the decisions I made, my parents were like, well, look, since you think you're a grown man and you can make all these decisions on your own and you don't want to listen to our knowledge, uh, then you go live with that. You go live with the consequences of your decisions. And because of that, man, um, not one of my peers offered me a place to lay my head. Not one of my peers said, hey, come over here and get something to eat. Not one of my peers laid um, and said, hey, come over and take a shower. So I'm homeless, sleeping in the back of my car at the age of 19. Um, and I'm blaming everyone else. I'm blaming Why didn't her. you go home to your parents' house? Well, my parents was like, simply because you, since you think you made all the right decisions and you think you're a grown man, go live with it. You know, my dad was like, you can't come home. If you want to listen to us, uh, then you can't come home, which was honestly the best thing that happened to me mm -hmm. because it forced me to grow up when I should have been grown already, you know? Um, yeah. and, and if my dad would have allowed me to come home, then he would have been justifying the decisions that I made. If right. he would allow me to come home and he paid my rent, he pays for my food, he pays for my, my car, then he would have justified everything that I did. And he said, the only way I can show my son how to be a man is by holding him uh, responsible and accountable for the decisions that he made. <clears throat> and so 19 years old, homeless, and... Um, Man, thought about committing suicide. Uh, wow. Question my relationship, pressing my relationship uh, in, in my Christian walk. Um, questioned all the friends that I was calling friends at that time. Even questioned if my family, if my parents actually loved me. I was blaming everyone else 
but myself. I was questioning everyone else, but questioning my own motives and questioning my own thoughts and the reasons why I made some of those decisions. And um, it was embarrassing to go to the YMCA and Boys and Girls Club Monday through Friday just to take a shower. It was embarrassing to be washing myself in the back of my car Saturdays and Sundays because I couldn't go to the YMCA then because they were closed. Um, and so I quickly realized that stop blaming everyone else and blame yourself. And if you want to change your future, change your decisions. If you change your choices, you'll change your future. And I did just that. Went back home. I remember falling to my feet, telling to my parents, I'm not a grown man, but I'm ready to learn how to become one. I stopped blaming everyone else and say, yo, I'm the reason for uh, the season that I'm in. And I said, I'm ready. I'm ready to do it. And my dad allowed me to come home. Um, he told me you're going to get on a budget. You're going to get a job. You're going to get two jobs. You're going to do whatever you got to do to get out of this, this, this financial mess that you're in. And I did just that, man. I uh, got three jobs, you know, lost a lot of friends because I, I wasn't trying to impress them anymore. Um, and that's fine because today at the age of 37 years old, I'm 100% debt-free, doing what I love to do, helping people uh, get the same thing and build true wealth. Beautiful. So, Anthony, tell me a little bit about some of the good decisions you made. I think one of the best decisions that I've, I've ever made was to hold myself accountable, to stop blaming others, and to um, embrace humility, embrace being humble. Um, embrace the fact that I am a flawed individual and that I have room to grow. Um, and so when I started doing that and start saying, you know what, it's okay. It's all right. You know, um, they, they won't like you today. They won't like you tomorrow, but that's cool. One of the best decisions, I think some of the good decisions I've ever made too, was to understand that I need to start thinking about my financial future. Don't just think about impressing people today and buying things today, but how are you setting yourself up for tomorrow? How are you setting yourself up when you turn 75 years old? You can actually enjoy life and not be stressed about life. One of the other good decisions I made was to stop worrying about what others got to say about me. Just, just live the life that you were called to live. Uh, go down and focus on your vision and the right people will attach themselves to you and to your vision. They will help you get there. They won't distract you from it. They won't hold you back from it. Uh, but they, they will hold you accountable and encourage you uh, when you need their encouragement. Um, and then I think another good decision was getting on your podcast today to share this message. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So this is Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life podcast. And the reason it's called that is that I, I started to notice that when I worked with people in personal development, they really couldn't focus on becoming a better version of themselves sometimes because the money was always a distraction. They couldn't pay their rent. They couldn't pay their bills. So I thought, why don't I help them address that first? And then when you solve a bit of your money problems, it's amazing. You have more time. You have more time. You can actually work on yourself. So yep. I kind of backed my way into it. But we're always looking for any insights on how people can get from being enslaved by the job to a little bit more freedom. So what are some of your thoughts in that area? You know, I think when it comes to the job part and, and, and getting into freedom, I think one of the things, man, is entrepreneurship, is ownership. You know, mm -hmm. while you're working your job, figure out what can you come home and build, start building on. You know, what is a hobby that can actually produce income? Mm -hmm. I believe ownership equals freedom. And not everyone, not everyone um, can be a CEO. Not everyone can be Michael Jordan 
because we need some good Scottie Pippins. There will be no Michael Jordan without Scottie Pippen. Uh, but then there will be no Scottie Pippen without Michael Jordan. And so I think that if you really want to start shifting the mindset from being a slave at your job, slave at your income, figure out uh, what is a hobby that can produce some income that long-term may can produce and take you off of your job. And if you do not have something there, then it's okay to be an, an entrepreneur at your job, on your job. There's right. nothing wrong with that. But I do believe that entrepreneurship is key um, and, and, and it is important uh, when it comes to ownership, when it comes to freedom, when it comes to options for your family. So that's that's one of the methods that I would really focus on is how can I become an entrepreneur? How can I own something that can benefit the kingdom? It's not just to generate a lot of money for me, but how can it benefit the community, uh, benefit people that in return, while it benefits the community and the people, my family can reap some of the fruit of that labor. Do you invest in real estate? I do. You know, one of the biggest things I've really been on here lately is land. You know, we can't make any more land. Now, we can continue building houses, uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at how can I buy some land uh, and I'm not looking to 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 cash it out today. I'm honestly looking to pass that down uh, to my kids and to their kids. So that way, if I buy it today for this price, hopefully they can sell it for 10 times more, you know, 20, 30, 40 years from now. And so um, I, I'm definitely in the real estate uh, looking to get into the Airbnb field, just bought a piece of property downtown Nashville. Um, but, you know, laws are changing, so I may go into long-term rental with this whole Airbnb situation that's going on. Uh, but I invest a lot of my money into real estate and into mutual funds. Okay, beautiful. So as you come across people that now uh, we'll call it struggling, not where they want to be, what are some of the common challenges you see people not being able to overcome? Like, you know, not managing their money. It could be yeah, one yeah. of them, right? What are some of the things you see that people need most help with? I'm budgeting. You know, one of the key things for me that I see a lot of people need help with is just having a clear vision for their money and actually putting uh, their vision on paper when it comes to their money, AKA is a budget. And I think a lot of people are scared of the word budget because when you say budgeting, some people associate that with broke or with cheap or uh, it's a negative term uh, when really it's not, you know, uh, budgeting just gives you permission to actually enjoy the money that you have. And it also lets you know, hey, here are the areas you need to improve on when it comes to your financial situation. And so that's one of the key things that on my show I talk about very often. Uh, I'm trying to turn budgeting into like a sexy term. It's sexy. If you budget, you're sexy. Uh, if you don't budget, <laughs> ill, you're ugly. You know, that that's what I'm trying to do with the word budgeting, because if we can start making it popular, if we can start making it hip, cool, sexy, you name it, whatever that term needs to be for you, I think that's that's what we need to do because a lot of people are budgeting or scared of budgeting. Because here's the thing, when you list all of your stuff on paper, it's, it's kind of revealing. It's gonna tell yeah. you something you may not like. Um, but the only way to fix what you do not like is to know what you do not like, is to know what needs to be fixed. And you do right. not know it if you hide from it, if you look around it, if you put a bush over it, if you sweep it up beneath the rug. No, you need to look at it dead on. And that's the very first thing. Uh, the next thing that I'm seeing, especially within like my generation, this young millennial generation and Gen Z, is we don't know how to live below our means. It's like, we think if we get a pay raise then we need to also raise our expenses. If we get a $20,000 pay raise, well, I can go buy me a car with that, you know? When really millionaires, true millionaires are living way below their means 
and they're investing that 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 difference. They are looking on how do we save, how do we invest, how do we grow this, and they're not changing their lifestyle to match their their increase in income. And so the next thing when it comes to budgeting is teaching young people the 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 one of the key ingredients of building wealth is just living below your means. Just because you have it doesn't mean you need to spend it. Just because you have it doesn't mean you have to use it. And so those are the two main things that I'm really drilling, drilling in. Um, and then one on like the more spiritual side of things, man, for me is I'm really starting to teach people, stop asking for more. Start asking, how can you give away more? Start asking, how can you be more generous? Start figuring out how can I, how can I be one of the most generous people within my community? If you're a Christian, how can I be the most generous person in my local church? Like, that's one thing that I'm challenging myself. I want to give away so much money. I want to give away millions. And if I can focus on giving away millions, that means I got to have a lot more to give it away. And so I'm really trying to teach uh, people how to be generous, not how to be expected. That's a bad word, but how not to expect everything, uh, but how to be a blessing. Yeah, beautiful. Now, you're the host of the popular YouTube series and podcast, The Table. Um, what what are people going to hear when you when they go visit you there? You know, we're having a real relevant and relatable conversation around success. At the end of the day, I want everyone to establish what does success mean for you? Success for Anthony O'Neill may mean, you know, two homes and uh, two nice cars and traveling the world with my family. But success for you may look like a paid off home um, in Columbia, South Carolina with a nice car and being able to see your grandkids. Success for you may be retiring as a school teacher and cutting your front yard, sipping on some lemonade in the front of your yard, greeting your neighbors. Uh, but then success for someone else may be running a, a multi-billion dollar company and being a multi-billionaire. But success for all of us is going to look different. But there's four components that I talk about on my show uh, that is going to really help us get to wherever we all want to go. If you want to be a billionaire, if you want to be a millionaire, if you want to be a hundred thousandaire, if you just want to be, you know, a, a good, stable, middle class earner. Cool. Great. But there's four things you're going to get from my show. Number one, we're going to talk about your network. Who are you surrounding yourself around? Uh, that is holding you accountable, that is speaking life into you. Who are you dating? Who who are you considering to marry? Um, who are you mentoring? Who are you being mentored by? Your network, who you're associated with, who you're allowing to speak into your life, and whose life you're speaking into is very crucial to get into your success. Then we're also talking about your network. What are you doing? You know, it, how, how are you preparing for the future? How are you building your network? Um, you you may only want to have $500,000 when you retire. You may want to have $5 million or $500 million. What are you doing to, to make sure that your financial uh, future is stable? And then we're also talking about your mindset. You know, what are you putting inside your mind? We can know all the latest and greatest hip-hop songs, country songs. We can tell you all the latest and greatest stuff on TV. But do you know what a, a growth stock mutual fund is? Do you know what the S&P 500 is? Do, do you know... Um, the true definition of success, what are you putting inside your your mind? One of the key things that I teach on my show is to mind your business um, mm -hmm. because your mind is a business. So if your mind is a business, it's your number one asset, what are you putting inside of it to grow it? And then for me, you know, man, I, I'm a spiritual person, you know, ordained preacher, 
And I root all that with just a spiritual connection. You know, um, how are we tying a spiritual component into all this? If we can focus on our network, if we can focus on building our net worth, if we can focus on putting positive stuff in our mindset with a good solid spiritual foundation, we will become successful. And that's what we talk about at the table. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. It's so funda- foundational for people to really, you know, win the money game, as I like to say. And we're taught to be uh, consumers societally, yeah. right? Not investors. And so people, like you said, they get a raise and they think automatically they have to raise their lifestyle. And so they get trapped. And before they know it, they've, they've got all these, um, <clears throat> if they don't have a student loan, they've got other loans, right? Mm-hmm. So getting out of that trap means that, that, that um, delayed gratification. How do you help people wrap their head around that when they've been conditioned for years to live in the moment, to go out Friday night and have a good time after a hard week's work? What are some of the things you talk about in order to get them into that mindset? You know, one of the things is you got to sit back and think about what do you want in the future? If your why doesn't make you cry, then the price of commitment will make you cry. Uh, one of the things I'm telling people is identify what's your why. Why do you want the things that you want? Why do you want to be successful? Why do you why do you want to be wealthy? And then if you can identify that why, then the price to get there is going to be easier. It's not going to be easy. It is funny how, you know, a lot of people, the majority of people, we're not creators, we're consumers. And we need to start creating something for our future. And we do that by delaying gratification, by laying down the foundation, by saying no, not to others. By looking in the mirror and saying no to yourself, saying, no, Anthony, I'm, I'm not going to get this. No, I'm not going to buy this. No, I'm not going to spend this. So that one day I can say yes, that I am going to buy it. So one day I can say, yes, I am going to do this for my family. So one day I can say, yes, I paid for your college son. I paid for your college daughter. So one day I can say yes to my wife and saying, baby, we ain't got no kids. Can we go to Africa tomorrow? Yes. <laughs> because back then I delayed the once. I delayed the popular stuff. So that today I can say yes. And so I think for me, what I'm always trying to stress to people is think about your tomorrow. Don't think about today. Those Jordans today, that could cost you something in the future. You know, that car today, that can cost you something in the future. I want us to have nice things, but I want to make sure that those nice things don't have us. and And it's not preventing us from experiencing something in the future. You know, I tell myself no often. You know, and I tell my friends no often, you know, and I'll be real with you. Just the other day I was went out on a date and the young lady um, said, can we go to this one particular restaurant? And I told her no, that is not in my budget. And she was like, oh, you're broke. I said, if you want to say that, sure. But no, I can't tell every young lady that I date that I'm going to take them to these high end restaurants because I'm just throwing away money. Now, as we evolve and as we grow and as we see this is turning into more, then so will my budget. Because now I'm dating with the purpose of marriage, so I have no problem doing things for my wife. But I can't take you there because the truth is we may not be here tomorrow. And then I just wasted all this money. So I got to be wise with the resources that I have. So I got to tell you no. And you know what? She never went on another date with me. And I'm Mm -hmm. fine with that. Right. Because... I said no, so that one day I can tell the right one, yes. Boy, you got me saying things on your show I haven't said before. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. So how do people say yes to following you? Where's the best place for them to to get in touch with you and to to extract your wisdom? 
Man, such a good question. I think you can say yes to me by going to anthonyoneal.com. And here's what I like about saying yes to that, is that when you go to anthonyoneal.com, I talk a lot to millennials and to young people about building success and building wealth, right? But then let's say, for an example, Anthony, I want to build wealth, but I need help with my job. I'm only making $25,000 a year. I just got out of college. Well, that's great. When you go to anthonyoneal.com, you're going to see my friend kingcoleman.com right there. Go to Ken Coleman. He's going to help you land your dream job. Let's say you're a young lady and you're like, hey, Anthony, I hear you and I got a dope hobby and I want to turn it into making some income. Well, great. When you go to my website, at the top of my website, you're going to see my friend Chrissy Wright. And she's helping young, young ladies and all ladies, period, turn the hobbies into income. And so what I love about when you say yes to me, you say yes to a lot of things. You say yes, yes to a team that's going to help you in all areas of your life, from your career uh, to growing a business to experiencing success, to paying off your debt, to building wealth. Man, you're going to say yes to a lot of different things that is on anthonyneal.com. And, and so go there. You'll be able to check out my show, my podcast, my social media information. But then while you're there, spend some time on my, my counterparts' websites and learn from them and see how you can connect with them and how we all can help you grow and hit your level of success. I love it. Anthony O'Neill, encouraging you to say no to a restaurant, yes. but yes to him. Absolutely. I like that. Say no to <laughs> I like that one. All right. So thanks so much for joining us on Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life podcast. I really appreciate it. Straight to the heart good content. And so if you guys want to have a voice that has experienced the journey of financial freedom, then check them out. And if you like the show, then please leave us a little testimonial, subscribe and refer us to friends so I can continue to attract great speakers and guests like Anthony O'Neill. Thank you so much, Anthony. Thank you so much for having me on, man. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.